0: Hey, welcome to RushCast! My name is Jay Mantis, I'm glad you're here, I'm glad you download, and I'm glad you're listening. Uh, I am so excited for this episode, because I listen to a lot of sports radio, and just about every day I listen to a show by a guy called Colin Cowherd. Uh, He has a show called The Herd on Fox Sports Radio, and I like his show because he's interesting and he's smart. He tells you how to do a talk. He shows you how you can do a talk radio show and and be interesting and say smart things and have smart opinions, not just talk about scores and which NFL players go into prison this week. I'm really jealous of that guy and any sportscaster because in the sports world, you have news. You have new things happening all the time. You have... I can go on the air and make a prediction. I can say... The Lions are going to do awful this week, and then when Monday comes around and the Lions did really well, I can say, well, I was wrong. Let's talk about why I was wrong. Let's talk about what happened. You know, We could talk about a coach getting fired. We can talk about the decisions a coaching staff is making. There's new things happening all the time. On RushCast, I have 20 studio albums for all of eternity, and that's it. Nothing ever happens. Unless there's an album release, which I've, Rushcast has not been around for, I just I have this static group of material to work with. So this week I get news. We get news in Worlds, and I get to actually talk about something, the current events, in the current events uh, section. Neil Peart. <laughs> Kevin, you experienced this with us. I was there for it. That's true. On the internet. You were there on the internet. We were all there. I'm glad you could make it. (laughs) Um, I start getting messages that... uh, 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 The lost kind of messages. Texts. Dozens of texts from people I haven't heard of in um, forever. I keep saying that. People I haven't heard from in forever. It makes me think like, oh, that guy? I haven't heard of him.
1: (laughs) Who is he? But anyway,
0: oh yeah, that guy the so it blows up and i want to i want to tell you uh the first thing i i said after the 25th text message that i had uh if you're friends with me on facebook my personal personal facebook account you saw this uh and i can't so neil these headlines well this is what i saw i read that article and then i saw your post like almost immediately and i was like okay i feel better yeah, so what you did was, unlike everybody else, you read the article. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the post. I want to read it word for word because I spent a lot of time composing this post. Headlines are full of hyperbole. Facebook trends are hilariously fabricated. Neil Peart, quote-unquote, retired in 1997, too, so I'm calling his bluff. I appreciate the dozens of concerned text messages, but Rush fans learned nothing new today. It's non-news. It's just, it, there's nothing new. Um, I posted that and, and everybody, all of my friends commented and, and told me I was nuts. They're like, nope, says right here. And, and a lot of them like posted the link again to the article, like, a, <laughs> like that. And I was going to understand. Nope. You know, he had a good run. He could tire whenever he wants. Of course he can. He can retire whenever he wants, but he's not retiring now. <laughs> Look, here's some of the headlines. Um, Neil Peart, colon, I am retiring from music. That is not a quote. In quotes. That, that was, was that in, quotes, in quotes, but that, right. he did not say that. <laughs> this is how the internet works, guys. Uh, Russ Drummer, Neil Peart, announces retirement from music. No, he didn't. No, he, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, that's, he didn't. That's not true. So while he alludes to these a retirement of sorts, he didn't officially say anything, and we learned nothing. I read it and went, oh, he's kind of alluding to maybe not doing this anymore, but I knew that since the summer. Right. Here's the other thing. That quote was from three months ago. No, the, the specific quote you're talking about in the article, The the quote in the article that everyone freaked out about happened three. He said it three months ago. It was just released in the, in this article now mm-hmm. or this week. I, I, I just, it's interesting. Um, it's called clickbait, if you don't know. If you're, if, you're not, if you're older and you don't know how the internet operates today, it's called clickbait. They want you to click on things. And I knew it the second I saw it. This is just something that they want you to grab you it's and like pull telemarketers. you in. It's like telemarketers. It's an, inev- an inevitability. You can't get away from it. It's just there, and you're going to fall for right. a lot of it. The, I think the, the mistake we all made was no one read the article. When you read the article and you know enough about Rush, you or not even an, a lot about Rush, you don't know a ton about it. No, I. And don't. you read it and went, "Oh, that's not what the headline said." No, it was like, "Oh, I, I guess maybe that seems is what they're talking <laughs> about." His daughter said something about it, right? Yeah, so his you, daughter didn't says, you point out that that was the only solid quote from Neil Peart in the whole article? Yes, yeah, so his daughter is like six years old, and she says uh, she introduces him as, "This is my dad. He's a retired drummer." And Neil pretty much said. You know, while that's hey, that's kinda true, but it's really cute and adorable. <laughs> right. The the accurate headline should have been Drummer's daughter says something adorable. <laughs> Which would not get so many that's, clicks. I would click that shit. It would the results will freak you out. There you go. There's your yeah. clickbait article without freaking The without seventh s- word will sh- shock you. <laughs> so I'm getting ripped on Facebook, but you know, we waited out. A couple days later, Getty comes out and says the same thing. He says, this is just what the internet does. They're they're doing their job. They want you to be interested. They want you to click on things. So the guy asked him directly, like, is Neil Peart retired? He's like, no, <laughs> nothing has happened. Like, <laughs> we did nothing in the last few days for this. to. It suddenly just became a thing. And I have a theory as to why that happened. Uh, I think this is because, and, and you have to remember... This is just how Facebook is. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, but it happens often, right? In that something that is sort of newsworthy gets posted and shared and sent around, and maybe that thing is actually inaccurate. Yeah. Like those. those- I th- I think this blew up because Rush fans are old. I don't think if this Whoa. came out and said, <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, man. Drop that bomb. I I, see your point, though. I think it's because Rush fans are old, and and they don't, you know, maybe a lot of us don't understand how Facebook works. If you're you're 55 years old and you've liked Rush your whole life, you're probably not the most savvy guy on Facebook. Well, right. Maybe old isn't the right word, but maybe it's like coming from a generation in which, you know, it's like seeing things uh, being posted like... Um, if you don't post like like Facebook privacy policy, exactly. If I you know I declare everything is my own on Facebook, <laughs> copy and paste. Yeah, it's the it's, same it's, people the that fall kind for of that, of that stuff, stuff. Are 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 doing this kind of thing? Are susceptible now? At the same time, where I say older people, I think younger people contributed to it as well because the younger people were the people that are are suffering from ADD so much that like, on Facebook. Their news not only comes from Facebook. Their news comes from Facebook headlines, which are fabricated to get clicks to the head to the article. But you and I are too lazy to read that article. You and I, as in people our in, age, in the universal right. You know, like they, they read the headline and went, "Oh, I guess Neil's retired." Now I'll go tell I'll go tell Jay about it. <laughs> you know, and they're posting. You know, I I was lucky enough to see these guys. Someone you know so many times that that's not happening. That. You need to read the article. Read what's there. Now, past do you the do you truly believe that a lot of people didn't read the article? Yeah, I do. I'd be curious to hear about who who did and who didn't. Yeah, like I can ask my friends directly and say, "Did you read this?" Right. Uh, because it's and the other thing was with Facebook is it's everywhere. It's not one article. You have to find it at this specific place. It ends up. It's a Facebook trend at one point. Right. You could like, click on that trend and get the article from a million different people mm-hmm. and that's enough. And I've done this. I'm guilty of this. We're all guilty of it. You you read the headline, and you go, Oh, that happened. You know, Steph Curry, uh, you know, NBA basketball star punches so and so in the face. I could read that headline and be like, Steph Curry's a jerk. Right. And then you <laughs> click on it and it's like, It was he was stealing somebody's purse. <laughs> Or, or, I what mean, a great! Or he's on the court and he and and after his shot, his, <laughs> his, his arm slipped. Right, his arm <laughs> somehow gets somebody in the face completely by accident. Right. The two stand up and he apologizes. They hug. Whatever. There's like a it's complete non-story, right. non-issue. The person he hit was Neil Peart's daughter. That's there's what I'm a headline. Steph Curry hits <laughs> six-year-old in the face. They hug it out. It was adorable. Drummer retires. It's gonna shock you. <laughs> Shocking retirement. So, you know, we it, some of us fell for it, but the the thing is to remember is don't get your news from Facebook, I think. We we can't do that. Uh I'm, or maybe just at least don't believe everything you hear just because you heard it once. Yes. I'm shocked that people thought it was news because the the drummers on my feed who were very sentimental about Neil and and kind of sad to see that they thought that was a real thing aren't as big of fans as I am. So to them, maybe they didn't understand the situation. If you're a big Rush fan, you know that since this last tour ended in the summer, they're you know taking a break. They're probably not going to do those big tours anymore, but there might be something down the road. And that's exactly what Getty said when he came out this week. Uh, Donna Halper has a great blog post about it. Go to her blog and read what she wrote up. Um, it is echoing exactly what I'm saying right now and what Getty said as well. Okay, I think I'm done ranting. <sighs> I sort of forgot to breathe during the whole thing. At least it had a good ending. At least it didn't turn out to be true. Right. He's not <laughs> retiring, or he's at least still unsure about it. Right. I like your point that it's non news. That is it was, what, it's just, what you're it's drilling just, home. There's nothing like, new. Right. There's no new information here. Right. You know. Uh I want to give a shout-out to... How do I say this, Kevin? r slash rush, the Rush subreddit. How would I... Yeah, the Rush subreddit. That's, I wouldn't say r slash rush. You can also say r slash rush. So, Both acceptable. So Reddit is a thing I'm not a part of. I tried to be a part of it for the Rush subreddit. Uh, I know a lot of you probably don't know about Reddit. I don't know a lot about it. You're on it often. But I wouldn't. I signed up. I made an account and went made one post to somebody who quoted something from my show and said thank you then went to say thank you to somebody else and it said you're doing that too often you need to you need yeah. to wait 30 minutes before you, you can post again you don't have enough karma karma is yeah. what it's called yes internet points uh at that point i del- i said well i just won't be on reddit <laughs> <laughs> like that's ridiculous <laughs> like what kind of websites like please like sign up for our website use exactly it. and they're what like, i did hold with, on um, a minute you remember skyrim no that that huge game oh the that game came yes, out right I do. That, yep. that's like the endless worlds i played like the first mission and it was like go bring this letter to somebody i was like this is dumb i'm out <laughs> yeah right I there can't. like yeah I, i'm like in I'm any storm, any sort it. of like uh medium like that you have to you have to hook people Right, you have to yeah. get them on board, and then the boring <laughs> stuff should be in the middle somewhere. <laughs> see, but the thing—the thing about Reddit is that I—I I rarely ever post, and usually when I do, I'm uh, made fun of endlessly. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, oh, really? A, it's a scary place. Yes, it sounds like a great community. It's a great place to read stuff, and everybody—all the comments are funny. <laughs> okay. And then once you start to post, you're like, oh yeah, I forgot. I guess I'm pretty awful. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for reminding me. Uh, a listener told me that they're doing some something similar to the album series where they're going song by song daily uh, in chronological order through the albums and discussing experiences people have had with each song. So uh, he asked if I could give a shout out for the subreddit r slash rush. If you search that you will most definitely find it. Uh, so that'd be a cool thing. I won't be a part of it because I'm kind of over Reddit. After my one experience, and I do t- to go and read sometimes i'll search the show and see what people are talking about the show and or what what they're saying yeah, i mean I think that's what I mean you can use it for different things i think mm-hmm. It you know it exists for me just as like that's my nonsense time that's that's my nonsense time that's where you go to to, to waste like, some time yeah right yeah, okay uh you can this is a weird thing you know we did the Kickstarter, and i th- I said i'd never thought I'd be asking you for money, uh, but we needed it to keep it going. And we were successful. Uh, We still have listeners who say, I want to give you money. If you are one of those people, you can donate to us. Uh, We are looking to upgrade some equipment in the studio so we can have a better sounding show. And the reason we haven't done it yet is because we don't have the money to do it. So if you do want to donate, however small, uh, we're going to set up a Venmo account is what Kevin tells me is the best way to do this. And uh, you can send me an email and i 'll send you the account and you can send us whatever money you like uh, we 're going to do it sponsorship sponsorship style as well so if you send us money we will I can um, promote your business I can promote your name I could say th- you know Rushcast is brought to you by yeah, and like so and so and so and so yeah ad space exactly if you want to buy ad space on Rushcast, I can name a segment after you whatever you want to do so if you 're interested <laughs> Let's in that not get too wild. send me an email. Oh, you don't think that's gonna happen? It, well it'd become like a sandwich board. Like, can I have a number five? The <laughs> the J Mantis, please. This segment's brought to you by Rob Rickle. Rob Rickle, he's a guy. Rob Rickle is he I don't know. Yeah. That's oh, a, I, name. That could be a name. It could be a name. Pardon me, name police. Yeah, right. It says J. Mantis. <laughs> 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 Why don't you have a silly name? Because I'm trying to be an actor, so everybody needs to know my name. Oh, I see. You also don't have a, a a podcast about some rando band. That's true. If you had to have a podcast about one one soul band, what would it be? True, manifesto, absolutely. Yeah, I could talk for years. You about know their stuff up and down. Oh my god, Streetlight Manifesto. Yes, it's a ska band from the third wave of ska. I thought you were going to say the '30s. From the '30s, <laughs> they're a ska band from the '30s. Uh, no, they've been. I, I've. They're a band I've been listening to for ten years. It's, I think that's the longest single thing I've ever done it'd be weird for 10 years it'd be weird if i heard from a listener who was like i love rush and i love street that would be cool that you would know? be cool if somebody reaches out yeah. i will forward that stuff to you if that um, happens but streetlight's great if you like scott but they're not like dumb scott they're not like beer 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 yeah beer. beer they're like oh life is sad let's sing about it right that's similar to rush where it's like rush isn't your acdc rock band right yeah exactly there's there's something more going on right for sure yeah streetlight manifesto anyway Bra- this segment brought Bra- to you by <laughs> what were you gonna say were you going to uh, say i was going to i was going to do an acdc joke but I, I in uh at the risk of offending some acdc fans maybe i won't do that fair enough but you give what i'm saying acdc versus rush rush is singing about you know greek gods and sci-fi and social problems and acdc is kind of not doing that no and there's a place <laughs> for beer and there's a place for um, what, hookers hookers <laughs> right in in the back generally yeah don't do that in front of windows <laughs> uh so streetlight manifesto give me one more while i'm gonna pull up an audio file you're gonna tell me one more a band that i could do another this? band that you could oh, you boy. could speak on an hour's worth uh every week gosh i i i i'm not sure that there what is about band that what about chiodos what was chiodos <laughs> chiodos was like what was that called like post hardcore whatever I think, that was means the, the sub genre if it starts with post and ends in core I'm, you lost me. <laughs> I don't, it's whatever. It was. It was when I was into the the, the screaming music back in high school. It was, you know, the, the screaming music. But, Good. I'm gonna use that as a segue in a second. Oh, great. That's that that damn screaming music. Um, <laughs> I I love that band too. But that was like I started listening to them when I was like 14. Um. And I I, I really enjoyed it was like the kind of thing where like I saw the lead singer and to me he was a god he was so tall you know I've never like I've been listening to your music oh and my mom brought us to a concert and she like had to stand there the whole time. She got like walled in by the sea of people and had to listen and they get up and they're like, we're going to play our entire album. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of it, I'm like totally blown away by this whole experience, this band, you know, and I'm like, f- like 15, my mom had to bring me to the concert. I'm not even old enough to go without my mom. And and I'm standing there and like, I I was like looking up at the lead singer, Craig Owens. I was like, Oh my God, you're so amazing. And he like reaches down and touches my hair. <laughs> and my mom is like, you guys were very good. I you, you, you boys really did a good job. This is after the show? Yeah. So in this like godlike moment where I'm meeting like this lead singer, you know, my mom is just like, "You guys just keep it up now. I really appreciate. <laughs> you guys were dancing around. It was we so excited, you know. What a great show." And your mom's a huge Rush fan now. Right. Yeah. And I wonder how she would react meeting Rush. Oh, and I would be like, "You boys were very <laughs> good." <laughs> She'd be losing it. <laughs> She's she's like Kevin. Shut up! You're embarrassing me. <laughs> For Getty Lee, it's Getty. Lee, and I'm man. like Getty, you were great. The singing was so high. Oh my god! How do you have a lozenge? How do you do it? That's the best.
2: <laughs> Hi, Jay. Bill Meyer here. Your Midwest middle-aged correspondent checking in. Hey, during your last podcast, you made a statement that you didn't think Rush was a progressive rock band after the album Hemispheres. I'd like to discuss that one with you for a couple minutes, because in my mind, I think Rush is truly the only progressive rock band that's ever existed. If you look up the word progressive, it means developing gradually or in stages or proceeding step by step. If you look at Rush's uh, albums, uh, you know, in order... I think you could really break it up into six different areas. I'll go from their solo album to Fly By Night, 2112 to Hemispheres, Paranoid Waves to Signals, Grace Under Pressure to Hold Your Fire, Presto to Test for Echo, and Vapor Trails to Clockwork. Now, if I were to compare that volume of work to, say, some other progressive rock bands, I'll take Pink Floyd, for instance, uh, I think you'll see a little bit different uh, change in the style during you know, the band's career. Specifically for Pink Floyd, I mean, once they found their signature, signature sound, pretty much after their metal album, I mean, they stuck with that sound and tried to duplicate it. Uh, I think you can make the same argument for other bands like Yes, maybe Jethro Tull, and I'll even throw uh, Dream Theater in there as a progressive metal band. I mean, their sounds changed a little bit over time, but not really that significantly. Not to the point where I would say they're progressing, but maybe just trying to repeat their former successes. I also really have a term with the, the term progressive rock. I have a problem with that. I really think it should be called synth rock or finesse rock or something else like that. And I really don't think res, Rush should be classified as a cross-progressive rock band at all. I think really they, a more applicable term for them would be something like evolutionary rock because their sound truly does evolve over their careers. To back this up, I'll, I'll make... a. Uh, a point of moving pictures, you know, after that album, they could have really easily gone back into the studio, made moving pictures too, or something similar to that, and just rode that success, you know, and just continued to to cash in on on that formula of music. But they didn't, they kind of went a different way with signals, and then, you know, after signals, you know, degrees under pressure, things like that, really, really changed their sound. So I think really their music evolves over time, not really progresses over time. Uh, maybe we could even make a new term for, for Rush, and we call him maybe Darwin Rock, since they're to celebrate the, the you know, evolution of their music over time. Love to get your thoughts on that. Uh, great talking to you. Love your broadcast. Talk to you. Bye.
0: Oh, it's going pretty good. Good day, eh? Good day. Good day. Bill Middletown-Meyer impressive man that is a nice audio clip especially at the end i don't know how if you timed it by accident to be the the uh, the length of the song like that uh but your little thing at the end was really nice and uh really good material as well so i like the idea of you like the word progressive in progressive rock or progressive metal is a gray area and it always has been or maybe not it always has been maybe at first it was just each individual song was progressive. It, it didn't have your standard form. It moved in and out of different parts, almost like a symphony would. Um, but symphonies are very thematic. Uh, not to say progressive songs always are or aren't, but you're kind of taking progressive as... Uh, a hole over the span of a band's career which is a cool idea and i like evolutionary rock or, or darwin rock as you said that's a really cool concept and i agree that rush is like uh, is unlike any other band through their entire catalog like i i've never seen a band change this much and i don't know a lot of bands uh but they go through so many different eras and sound so different that yeah maybe they're progressive in the sense of their whole career. Maybe they're Darwin rock, and I might start using that a lot more frequently. That's really cool. Uh, Last week, I had two digital discussions, which was a big deal for us. The first one was, which songs would you introduce to a Rush Virgin? Which is something we always consider. Uh, Put a lot of weight on that question. I said Secret Touch is what the first one that comes to my mind. None of you said that, which is becoming a theme on Rushcast, where I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? Here's what I think. And then nobody nobody uh, kind of reflects that feeling. Free Will was the big one. Everybody said Free Will would be... the kind of has everything a Rush song has or could have. Tom Sawyer was up there. And then we have a few kind of... Um, Third place entries with Spirit of Radio, La Via Strangiato, Xanadu, subdivisions. And then you have your uh honorable mentions, one little victory driven, entree new, limelight, the garden, marathon circumstances, natural science natural science is an interesting idea. That's a kind of a beast to uh to give somebody that's never heard of the music. Working Man, Malignant Narcissism, got a vote. By tour, Mission, and Ghost of a Chance, another another kind of a dark horse entry. The, the second digital discussion that we did, this was interesting. I asked, what is your favorite Rush song that includes the name of a mountain in its song title? The joke is that there's only one and it's the song everybody quote unquote hates. And I wanted to get you to acknowledge that. And this is a fan that gave me this idea. He jokingly said, "Hey, I have an idea." Like wink wink. And I said it on the show and proceeded to get several serious <laughs> responses, people who did not understand that we were joking. Uh so here are some rush mountains, not necessarily in the song title. There's Mission Mountain in nor- uh Northwest Montana. Mount Sawyer is a real thing. The Fountain of Lamb Neth has a mountain in it. King's Peak, Utah is in a farewell to Kings. These are stretches. I love this. These are stretches. this is awesome. Why is it awesome that that they don't understand what I'm kidding? No. Well, maybe that's hilarious, but also amazing. Rush Mountains? Are you kidding? I, I suppose. I would like to imagine that everyone who named these mountains were like, I have an idea. In the future there will be a progressive rock band. And they will have a really obscure album. But I'm gonna to try to be vague about it. Right. So that you gotta you gotta really get Yes, into it's it. also a regular word in the in the language, but it's also a song by a future band. Next week, uh what's your favorite rush cast or what's your favorite rush song with words in it? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Um and of those words, which one's your favorite word? I essentially said uh, what's your favorite Rush song that has Tom Sawyer in the title? And then people went and gave me like, and they were oh like, well, t- uh, you know Tom. I Will- know a guy named Tom. Yeah, oh. Tom-, <laughs> Tom Cruise was in that movie, and movies are kind of like songs <laughs> in that they have a beginning, middle, and end, right. and they take you on a journey, and you hear things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I wanted were you those guys- all the mountains? Well, there- <laughs> are there more mountains? That- those are all the mountains. A couple of you understood what I was doing none of the people even the people that did that understood would not say the name of the title oh. <laughs> they'd like people... maybe they did understand and they were like hey jay i'll give you i'm not gonna give you what you're looking for you know like i people have such a disdain for that song they won't even say it when i ask them like can you just say <laughs> the name of the song for today no. this week's digital discussion <laughs> email me the name <laughs> of that song <laughs> there's a prize waiting for you that's funny. Uh, so you were talking about screaming. Uh, I asked... You weren't here last week. No, I was not. I asked my... I gave my best pitch per, for Periphery. I, I've done it in the past, awesome. but I was like, here's... Awesome. Like, here's why. You go sit down and listen to this track. I said, there's some screaming, but here's why screaming is cool. And, and when it's done well and and correctly... Uh, people. People weren't digging it. No, I, I that's all. Even if you hate it, send me an email. Let, me, and know let me know. Right. I got three people that said Cookie Monster vocals. They said I I like it. I can't get past the Cookie Monster vocals, <laughs> which has ruined it for me because now it's no longer like a th- like a. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I do. But because now I Cookie I'm Monster like, oh. also gets so excited that he has to He's scream, a metal and screamer. that's your <laughs> argument, right? Yeah, it comes from a place of passion. Screaming comes from, you know, it's it's an artistic exp- expression. It's a sound you can make with your body. So It's breaking the threshold of energy, the energy threshold that a singer has when when the energy involved in the song gets so intense, the s- screaming happens. Which is why I don't like when a song is just screaming, cuz then you're just clipping all the time. Right. You're just one huge mm-hmm. distorted thing. Right. Uh yeah, people weren't taking it. But a lot of you liked the music. Uh, Dave H. said, he's like, I like it. I like all of it, which cool. is cool. He was the only one that really just said, I like it all as a whole. But here's my thing. And I'm going to go on another rant. <laughs> this is the episode where I just mm-hmm. yell at all my J listeners. Jay Rants. Jay <laughs> Rants. Jay Rantis. Jay rantus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is his evil twin brother. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> when I was a kid... I laid in my twin my twin bed and wondered where my brother was. <laughs> That's a Mitch, <laughs> that Mitch Hedberg joke. Yep, uh, I've been listening to Mitch Hedberg a lot. Uh, here's the thing. This reminds me, and I said this to a couple of guys who were like, "I don't like the screaming." I go, "Oh, well, like it's just, you know, a guy who sings really well and does a new thing. It kind of reminds me of someone. You realize who you sound like." When you tell me periphery's really good, but this i can't, I don't like that new- I don't like this new singing thing. You sound like your parents in nineteen seventy eight when you said, "Just listen to this this it's It's awesome, and your dad said, "You know what the music's cool, but what the hell is going on with the vocals this This guy sings like a girl, he shrieks, he sounds like a mouse who's been rubber banded and and thrown off a whatever." You all remember, you all know what I'm talking about is any, or any of your friends who you tried to introduce Rush to and they said, "This guy's vocals are jacked up." You are that person. <laughs> it's the same thing. Ooh. And I'm not telling you you have to go back and listen to Periphery and like it or like screaming. I'm just saying it's the same, it's the same ratio in a different area. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's the same idea, it's the same concept. It's not to say that not, not everybody's going to like everything. That would be ridiculous. Then life would be boring. Right. Uh, but it's interesting that you're saying just acknowledge the fact that just because something is different doesn't mean it's bad or that there's something wrong with people who like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I, I sent this to a few people, if a few of you who emailed, if you liked the music of periphery, uh, but you weren't digging the screams, I have like two or three examples of songs where there is no screaming that I think you might enjoy. And if you just email me, I'll send you those names. Uh, cause I don't want to talk about periphery all day on my brush podcast. I've done that a lot. Um, but and these were kind of the, the first songs I was able to sink my teeth into because it's just so intense. The other stuff that I was like, "What? I don't get this. I don't. I don't understand." And a lot of you sent me examples of bands I should check out if I like Periphery, which is great. Oh, thank cool. you, thank you, thank you. Protest the Hero was like the number one. Everybody, everybody suggested that one. Uh, and we're doing. We are getting really close to our 2016 album series, where we're going to go through one album per episode every week starting with the first, and we have a nice lineup of people who are ready to do some research and talk about each episode. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's going to be fun for me. And I think, as of right now, we have all our slots filled, which is awesome. I thought for a second we weren't going to have that, but they filled up pretty quickly. So um, it's exciting. It'll be the first week of January. We're going to do one more episode next week, and then we are, we're going to take a little break for the holidays. And we'll be back with the 2016 Album Series right after the new year. I want to bring in correspondent Chad, who we haven't heard from in forever. How's it going, Chad?
1: Going good, Jay. Thanks for having me back on.
0: Yeah, man. I wanted to talk to you regarding... Neil Peart's, Peart's, oh man, I made the big mistake. Even Kevin, even new, new noobish Rush fan Kevin looked up like, whoa, hold on a minute. Uh, Neil Peart's alleged retirement. How how did you find out about it?
1: Uh, I found out about his alleged retirement through social media. Um, I was perusing Facebook when I probably should have been focusing on schoolwork. (laughs) And that, of course, led me down a path of looking into this more and more when I didn't really have the time. But um, So the whole article that was posted from that drumming magazine, where he was quoted as saying, uh, you know, he was a retired drummer, uh, which was, I think, taken from his daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where I first heard uh, this whole thing. And... That, of course, spiraled out of control, and pretty much every person that was a Rush fan or uh, had some involvement in music started talking about his retirement. And it was pretty, it was pretty incredible to see how, how quickly that spread through social media.
0: Did you get the sense from the people that were posting about it that they did not read the article, but they were just reading the headline?
1: Uh, I definitely feel like a large part of them were just looking at the uh, title of the article or other, you know, uh, social media headlines and was just passing it around. Um, I even think the ones that read the article just read what he wrote and took it as, oh my God, he's retiring. He said retirement. I mean, look. Um, But I don't think they actually read it in the context that was meant to be given from Neil.
0: Sure. Yeah, you know, I was so unmoved is that a word, Kevin? I'll allow it. You're like a judge. you're the rush cast judge. Uh, <laughs> what what word did you say? I told you unmoved. Right. Unmoved? Yeah, that's I accept. Okay. Thank I'll look you. it up for real, but like I, I think people get what you're saying. I was so unmoved by the the, the news that I I was I saw it and and had no re- you know, I was busy with schoolwork as well, and I thought. I'm not gonna get into this now. If I thought it was legit, I would have dropped everything and looked into it. Sure, it took me. Yeah. It took me like, you know, 24 hours to go. All right, let me go read the article, which I don't think anybody's <laughs> done. And then when I read the article, I was like, oh, this is nothing. <laughs> this truly is not a thing.
1: Well, you know, I think I think something like this was kind of expected along the way. Um, maybe not necessarily from Neil, but just the fact of. You know, is the band done? Is the band retired? Right, but um, the
0: issue is that's not that's nothing new, you know, like for you and I, like we've known this since August.
1: Right. I mean pretty much uh, we expected that when the tour was over, you know, they were gonna go into some form of hibernation and live their lives as they wanted to while they're not touring. And you know, I we all know that Neil, out of the three, you know, he's the one that is kind of most like, hey, you know, I have a family now. I'm getting older. I've done my dues. Um, you know, I'm, my body's starting to feel it. So, yeah, you know, when a time comes, I'm probably going to be the first to bow out. And even Alex and Getty, those guys were, in some of their interviews at least, really cranking up on their interest to keep playing. I mean, they, you know, Getty's talking about buying new bases. He wants to get on tour. And I think even one of the the interviews, they kind of call, you know, not directly, but they kind of called Neil out on saying, like, "Well, you know, Alex and I, we want to keep touring." And
0: that was amazing, so, wasn't it? They were so direct in calling him out. They said yeah, to him, I, they, "They were, they yeah, were like, yeah, I, we want to keep playing." I don't know about that other guy. I don't know what his issue is.
1: I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily like a like a negative thing or anything derogatory towards his stance. I think it was just like, yeah, you know. Us too, we're, we're game, and that other guy, Neil, you know, he has a lot going on, and we totally get it, but we're still interested. So I, I, I don't know, when this all broke, I, I think the, the hardest thing for me to see was the reaction of everybody um, in social media and Rush fans, and it, it, was, you know, it kind of parallels a lot of things that you see in the news or social media regarding politics or you know, anything in the world. You see people take it and run with it. And it's like you guys didn't even read what it said.
0: So Yeah, it's like a world of generalization. Everything is just yeah. the bare minimum. Scratch the surface surface, get the, the, the one headline and then run. Yeah. And then post this like, incredibly opinionated thing about it. Uh yeah. but like I said to Kevin, it's at least we're at least this all worked out in the end. It you know, like it would have it would have been like the opposite would have been worse. Neil comes out and says, "Yeah, we're doing another album." And then Getty comes out and says, "No, we're not. Neil retired. We're done. Sorry, guys."
1: Yeah, that's the alternative. Yeah, Yeah. and you know, it was like a day or so later. Getty, I think it was even the next day. Getty was just, you know, commenting in the interview. It's like, hey, you know, um, this was probably taken out of context. Neil's made his stance. We know he's got a family. We know he's, you know, dealing with uh, tendinitis and other issues from being on the road for so long. And you know, it's still open. You know, this this chapter of the book hasn't closed yet. You know, we're still we're still looking to move forward. And uh, all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Oh, hey, Getty said this, so Neil's not retiring." And you know, it's but it's I felt the, a- I felt
0: the same thing when Getty came out because I it still felt like people just read the headline again. They were like. Getty says rush not retiring was the headline. And people just took that and were like, Hey, <laughs> you know, like read the article. Did you not learn?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I think people, um, people are quick to, to act on those things. And I mean, I wasn't around since 1974 as a rush fan. I wasn't even born in 74, obviously. So I'm not a lifelong rush fan. Um, but you know, I, we all are dreading the day that it happened. And, uh, I think people are just kind of quick to, to commiserate together when the days, you know, when it happens for real. Um, for me, it's just like, hey, you know, these guys are on break. They did this after, you know, all the the last few tours after Snakes, after Time Machine, after the Snakes album, after the Clockwork album. Um, they're gonna take time, and you know what, Chad? That re-
0: that reminds me um, of a comment I saw on one of those articles. You know, you click on the comments and you see what everybody's saying and everybody's talking. Oh, I saw them on this show and it was great. Yeah, we we don't care about that right now. (laughs) I don't care where (laughs) you saw them. Let's talk about the real issues here. And somebody said, you know, what's wrong with them just recording singles until they don't want to anymore? One song at a time, not even another album. Like the Beatles did that in the 60s. In the '60s, they were they were releasing singles. They have a collection of songs that weren't on any albums because, in between albums, they were releasing singles. There's no, right. especially in the digital age now. You could they could easily do that. They could spend two years writing two tracks and then release those two tracks. We've seen them do yeah. it with um, Caravan and Brought Up to Believe. So I, I totally, I think that's a very realistic uh, possibility.
1: Yeah, you know I. I think it is. I think you know, with their nature as a band and where they, you know, the era they did come out of, I I don't know if they'll go that route. I think they're more apt to take the time and maybe release another album or two, which I'm more than happy with. Um, and I don't know if they're going to do any touring to support those, even limited dates. I mean, the touring era of them might be done completely.
0: And you know what? Uh, I'm fine with that. You sound like you're fine with it too.
1: Yeah. I mean, seeing them live as an, you know, as a musician, as a fan of them, it's an amazing experience. I saw them, I forget how many times now, seven, eight times. And, um, it's been wonderful, but, you know, I agree with you that getting new studio tracks that really represents where they're at at that time. And, you know, to have that kind of, you know, put into the, the vault forever. I mean, I think that's, that's great. And that's part of their legacy. Um, just as much as touring, you know, live is. So I would be okay with that. I, you know, I I, I want to see them go out on a high note.
0: I think they will, however however they do it. Um, yeah. Chad, I'm and, glad. You know, oh, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, you know, I think uh, regardless of what happens for Rush as a group in the next few years, live, uh, you know, live settings, touring, or uh, studio albums, I think we'll at least hear some music from some of the members. I I would feel pretty strongly um in you know, putting money down that getty and maybe even Alex will probably put a, a, a solo album out in the next five years. Yeah,
0: I would I um, would put money on that as well.
1: And I've been listening to my favorite headache a lot, uh the last, you know, week or two and you know, it's a really, really great piece of, of music and yeah. Um, but I would be totally happy with that. And
0: and you know what? Um, my favorite headache might be a nice piece of foreshadowing to the, whatever new material we get, whether it be a solo album or a new Rush album, because my favorite headache, you know this, was recorded knowing they would never promote it. They would never tour. It would never have to right. be performed live. And what we got because of that as a result was a very different album musically it it was right. they did you know when they write a rush album they know we have to be able to play this but with my favorite headache yeah. he said let's just make it sound good regardless of how many bass layers that need to be on it or whatever uh, i think yeah. that i think the next rush anything could sound a lot like my favorite headache
1: yeah i mean it very well could um and i think them you know them having the understanding that the live output of those songs might never happen might influence it and it and it might not i mean who knows it's it's really tough to say at this point um but as of right now i think the the take-home is hey you know rush is still there i mean there's been no official announcements from the band as a business um rush.com hasn't said hey you know it's been 41 years or whatever uh, Mm um thanks for the memories Um, they're still alive they're still kicking they're just taking a well-earned vacation
0: Uh, i'm glad i could have you on chad
1: yeah, I, I'm glad that I could uh fit some time in to help you out and, and I look forward to being back hopefully uh two thousand sixteen for the album series. So I'm looking forward to being around. Totally. Yeah, man. Uh thanks once again and uh I'll keep sending you you know field reports um as your correspondent. Oh the it, field right?
0: reports are the best. You are the Stephen Colbert to Rushcast.
1: The the, <laughs> the John's
0: or what is it, the Daily Show is Rushcast. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk yeah. to you soon. Yeah, take care, man. Just want to let you know, uh, unmoved is a word. I know you guys were holding your breath on that. You looked it up. Yeah, looked you it know, up. after I said, it, I was like, "This is totally a word." Yeah. It just, you know, you, you ever say a word and it like doesn't sound right for a yeah. second. Yeah, you were right. I was like dismoved. Or <laughs> I was very dismoved. I was anti moved. was <laughs> no unmoved. All right, cool, uh, guys. It's been fun, and we will talk to you very soon. See ya. Brought to, no Brought to you by... not say it. Brought to you by Knickerbocker.